Welcome to the Topeka First Assembly podcast. We hope this message serves as an encouragement to you. If you would like to support us financially, you can do so online at www.topekafirst.com giving. Enjoy the podcast. If you have your Bibles with you, or maybe you have your app on your phone, Matthew chapter 24 and 25 is where we're going to be looking today. And uh, I'm going to speak to you about, uh, about staying strong and uh, to stay steady. Now, in the days that we live in, uh, we, you know, we, we live in some days that really cause some concern for many people. And, but for those of us who follow Christ, we can have peace uh, as long as we keep our hearts and our minds grounded in what Jesus said about the end time. And I think it's really important for us to be able to keep our hearts and our minds focused on what he said and what he taught so that we don't have to be pulled uh, to the left or to the right in the times that we live in. And uh, what's really important for us is to recognize our purpose in the middle of world events because there are world events happening. We know it and we're aware of it, most of us, unless we've uh, crawled under a rock to stay away from that. But uh, we, have to, we have to recognize that the Lord is here with us and he will not leave us and leave us off to our own. And, and if you lose track of your purpose, you can either become unprepared for his coming or just uh, plain worried about the trials at hand. And, and my intent today is not, is not really to downplay any of the difficult things that are uh, going on at the war at hand in Ukraine and such. And, uh, but on the other side... This is where you have to dig down deep into your faith because we know that there are some things that come along with biblical prophecy and there's some concerns people are uh, thinking and talking about it uh, and uh, dealing with. But I think there's another part of this that we need to grab a hold of if we are going to stay rooted and grounded in Christ and in our faith in the Lord. And my intent today is to deal with that. And Jesus himself had some conversations with his disciples about some of the events of the end times uh, and, and his me- his message may have not been a message that his disciples wanted entirely uh, and they, they wanted some specifics and he gave them some uh, and today people want specifics but Jesus gave a limited amount of information uh, but enough to pique our interest to recognize some things uh, and there's a purpose in this. And one of that, that purpose is to stay strong and to stay ready and to stay ready to act in faith and then to stay ready to live out your faith. Those are some key things that we need to have working in our lives. Now, for most of you, uh, not everybody's a basketball fan, but, uh, you know, March Madness is at hand. It's that time of the year, Right. Uh, and you see the, the, the games on TV. Maybe you've had an opportunity to go see one of the games yourself. And, uh, but the, the best bo- uh, college basketball teams, are, they're, they're going head-to-head. Uh, and that's what's happening. I guess some of, them, uh, some, of the, some of the lower level teams knocked out some of the higher level teams, right? We see some of that. I see KU still in it from what I saw. Uh, and, and there's something about this. These guys, they, the, the, the players, they have to be able to practice their skills. They have to practice their skills to be able to play at a high level. 
They have to learn some new skills at times to be able to become solid and to, to really be competition for the other team. And they, they also have to work at being a team player as well because those things are really important for them if they're going to do very good uh, in the tournament. That's just the way it is. And they have to practice, they have to work at those things. And, and, and more, more than anything, they have to be able to stick with the basics. And after they have those basics down and they stay on them, then they can play their trick plays. But those come after they use those basics. Those basics are important for them. And, and they have to rest and they have to eat right. They have to stay ready for the game. What would happen if all they did was stay up late and eat Twinkies? Could, I, I think we'd have a problem there. I think, I think some, of those, uh, some of those players, they would be a little lethargic, right? You just eat Twinkies all the time, you got a problem there. And so, but, but if, they, if they never took care of themselves, it would catch up with them. If they didn't keep their skills up, you wouldn't, wouldn't expect them to make it to the final four. There's just no way. What would happen if all you do in your spiritual life would be to stay up and to eat spiritual Twinkies? Just junk food, you know, some things that really don't help you that much, don't really strengthen you. What would, what would happen, and uh, you're, you're not likely to stay ready in your faith to live in the world that we live in. You have to get out and get, uh, get to the things that you need to stay strong, to be stay, stay built up. That's why you're here. That's one of the reasons why you're here today. That's why we are all here today. That's why you may be online watching us. And because we need to build ourselves up and strengthen ourselves through the Word of God, allow the Word of God to build us up and make us stronger. Well, what if all we did was eat sugar, sit back, drink coffee, never drink water, not much would happen to us good, right? We have to make sure that we stay healthy spiritually. We've started out, and we need to keep rolling with Him. And some maybe haven't started yet. Maybe some haven't begun that walk of faith to the level that they need to walk out. And so they have to be able to start. You have to start somewhere. So let's, let's begin out of the Gospel of Matthew here. We're going to look at... Uh, listen to what some of Jesus' teaching is on the end times. And, and, uh, and, and he says in Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 to 8, three to eight uh, he says a few things here. And, and, and Matthew, Matthew records it, and it says, As Jesus was sitting on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately. So they're talking to him privately about this matter. And, and they say, Tell us, they said, when will this happen, and what will be the sign of your coming and the and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered, Watch out that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, claiming I am the Messiah, and will deceive many. Then he goes in verse 6, it says, You will hear of wars and rumors of wars, but see to it that you are not alarmed. And then he goes on to say, uh, such things must happen, but the end is still to come. Nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines and earthquakes in various places. 
all these are the beginning of birth pains. And we know he's talking a couple thousand years ago. We know that some things have happened since then, significant things. And in some ways, it's like Jesus was saying, these things are going to be uh, the norm. It seems like he's referring to it that it's going to be some of the norm. And Satan will try to deceive people through false messiahs. We know there have been many of those over the years. Last time I heard a few years ago, there was a guy claiming to be the Messiah down in Florida, and he had a lot of following too. Some others probably in South America, I think at one point. There's different ones out there. They will do what they can because the enemy is going to throw people out there to be able to deceive people so they don't follow the right path. And they trick a lot of people, but wars are going to happen, even world wars, but we must not be alarmed. It's a reminder to us that we need to make sure that our faith is completely in Christ. That it's completely in Him. And you can rely on Him uh, in the smallest and the biggest ways. It's, is, is your faith in your politics? If it is, they will fail. doesn't mean you can't be involved in those things and those, the importance of it. We understand. But if your faith is there, I guarantee you will be discouraged at some point over that and your faith better be in Christ there are still some things to come we know you but you're still here you are still here I see you you are still here I am still here right now at this point because we are still here God has a plan for us and you have a life to live for the Lord and Jesus ultimately challenges us to stand firm, stand strong in faith to the end whenever that happens. This is one of the things that you need to get right. We all need to get right on this part. Uh, we, we know we need to understand the Word of God. We need to read the Scripture for ourselves and understand the ins and the outs. And there is a lot of information about the end times in Scripture, and we need to look at that. But it's important that we get this point as well in our hearts and minds. And we, we see that, uh, that uh, if you look at what Jesus goes on to say here in Matthew chapter 24, you can see it in verse 13 and 14. He says these words. He says, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. Point taken. Then he also says this, and this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in the whole world as a testimony to all nations, and then the end will come. So right here, we have two key points uh, for us as followers of Jesus that we need to be very, very aware of. And the first one is to stand firm, stay strong, to, to stand firm to the end no matter what you face in life. And the, gospel, and the second one here, of course, is that the gospel of the kingdom is going to be preached in the whole world and then the end will come. Then he will take care of those things. And we're part of both of these. You need to be able to stand firm in faith. You need to tell others about Christ. It's our job. Our job as individuals, it's our job as a body to be able to tell others about Christ and what he has done for us, to be able to be a witness in our community and the world that we live in. And more, more than ever, we do understand that the gospel can be preached in an instant. 
in many ways we understand with all the technology that we have it's amazing the things that can be done uh, with the technology that we have yet many ha have yet to hear the gospel in isolated and technologically back backward areas in the world because there are some places that here that have no technology they still exist they're still here in many different ways. We don't see them very much because we live in North America. But there are many places where it is still like that. And what are you going to do to set back and worry or do something about it? Those are things that we must ask ourselves in the days that we live. And we're part of the kingdom of God and hold this responsibility. Jesus he goes on to say uh, this in the same teaching and the same chapter in Matthew chapter 24, then verse 36. He says, but about that day or hour, no one knows, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. He's making some strong points to his disciples at that point. He's saying, well, you don't get all wrapped up in the timing of this thing. Doesn't mean that we shouldn't be aware. We should be aware. We should pay attention. We shouldn't shove our head down in the sand. We should be aware of what's happening, and we should be faithful in the same, in the same vein of things. And uh, we, uh, we have a job to do, and you and I need to keep watch. It may be that, that uh, we, we may be awaiting... And it may feel like, Lord, are you ever going to do something here? But we know he will. But what we need to make sure that we aren't is lazy. The last thing we need to be in the time that we live is lazy. People just say, well, you know, okay, sirrah, sirrah, what will be, will be. No, that's not, the, that's not the attitude that Jesus challenges us with. We need to be people who are willing to work it with what God has given us to be able to share the gospel in the world that we live in. Uh, in fact, there's, there, there's nothing further from the truth about the lazy side of that. We want to be able to serve the Lord and find those doors that are open to us and jump through those hoops and to see God work in the lives of people. Now, it's kind of like a, a son or a daughter that works for a parent in a family business or something. I, I remember growing up and working in my, on my parents' farm and when I was in high school, I, I worked on my dad's farm. We had a lot of land and livestock to deal with, and so we had to deal with a lot of, a lot of things. And one time I had some kind of an appointment. Maybe I was getting my teeth checked or getting my eyes checked. I don't know what it was, but uh, that morning I had to go do that, and I, and I make it back, uh, and for some reason this stands out to me, but I remember making it back somewhere around maybe, maybe 10.45 or 11, something like that. And, uh, and lunch was going to be at 12 o'clock, so I'm thinking, well, it's pretty close to lunchtime, and so, so should I really go out to the field and work for that, that hour, you know, because i got to grease the tractor and the equipment, i got to make sure it's good, i got to start it and let it warm up, and then I'm going to go work in the field, then i got to cool the thing down, and then shut it off, and then come back uh, to, to, home, to the house to be able to eat lunch, so I decided, well... It's probably just better not to do anything at that point, and I'll just go back out after everybody's come in. We'll eat lunch together. That didn't fly. <laughs> that, that, that didn't work too well. Because that one hour of work, even though I had to go through those procedures, right, even though I had to start up, warm up, get the thing greased and get it ready and all that stuff, and then cool it down when I was done, that didn't really matter because still, uh, I still would have got work done. 
And I think for us as followers of Jesus, we have to recognize that the Lord still has some work on the table for us. He still has the great commission that sets out in front of us, even at times that are challenging, even in difficult times. Look at the missionaries that we have that are in Ukraine, and and some of them have had to get out of there. There are some that are there now. Some have went to it with uh, with the Convoy of Hope and such. you guys raised about $350 for that here a couple weeks ago to be able to help. Uh, and, but those kind of things, people are still willing to do something, and we need to be willing to still move forward in faith. Whether we're overseas or whether we're here, we need to be able to see God's work move forward. Amen? The same can happen for us as followers of Jesus. We may look at the situation in the world and and, and say, uh, all I'm worried about is lunch. All I'm worried about is lunch. Well, I had a lot to learn as a young person, and for us as the body of Christ, I think at times we have a lot to learn as, as the body of Christ, right? We have to be able to grow in our faith and recognize the things that are key and important and know that the Lord will take care of us. We need to trust Him by faith. Uh, and time waits for no man or woman. We need to be able to stay ready. Jesus goes on to teach there in Matthew chapter 25 about the ten virgins, and he's, and he's teaching about end-time events to his disciples, and this is what Matthew records about these, uh, these, uh, these ten young ladies, the faithful and the, uh, and the unfaithful, or, the, or the, uh, the, uh, the wise and the unwise, or the foolish. Look at what he says here, Matthew 25, verse 1, and it says this, At that time the kingdom of heaven will be like... Ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to uh, meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. The foolish ones took their lamps but did not take any oil with them. The wise ones, however, took oil in jars along with their lamps. And the bridegroom was, uh, was a long time in coming. And they all become drunk. Uh, drowsy and fell asleep. It is interesting, they all did. They all went to sleep, right? Not just the, uh, the, the, the uh, foolish ones, but the wise ones did too. And then it says, at midnight, the cry rang out, here's the bridegroom, come out, uh, come out to meet him. And then all the virgins woke, woke up and trimmed their lamps. The foolish ones said to the wise, give us some of your oil, our lamps are going out. So they replied, there may not be enough for both of us, both us and you. Instead, go to those who sell oil and buy some for yourselves. But while they were on their way to buy the oil, the bridegroom arrived. He goes on to write, the virgins uh, who were ready went in with him to the wedding banquet and the, the door was shut. Later the others also came, Lord, Lord, they said, open the door for us. But he replied, truly I tell you, I don't know. What a, what a challenging and a difficult word. And, but then he says, therefore keep watch because you do not know the day or the hour. Just a, a reminder to us, uh, about the kingdom, about the Lord's return, about how important and how imperative it is for us as followers of Jesus 
to be able to stay ready, to be able to keep watch. There, there's something you need to, to uh, remember about interpreting parables like this and understanding them. They, they usually have one main point. Uh, and, uh, and Jesus is using this parable to help his hearers to understand something, mainly uh, here to keep watch and to stay ready for the return of the Lord. But there are some things that we can learn from the details of Jesus' parable, but one thing we need to hold close to our hearts is this, is that Jesus was serious about the end time events. It's not a question. He, he was serious about it. And there were some events that happened in the time of the early church that we know that they're, they're significant, but there are some things yet to happen, and we must stay ready and keep watch. And the first thing that we need to consider this morning is this. Delay? Delay caused the foolish to overlook getting ready. Delay caused the foolish or caused the foolish uh, virgins to overlook getting ready. They just like, well, you know what? He's not going to make it. He's not here yet. So, you know, whatever. We'll just hang out and do whatever we want to. Uh, so the, the, the pilot, the, the plot here, I should say, really changes on, that, on the bridegroom's delay. The foolish virgins do not, forget, uh, do not forget to, I'm sorry, the foolish virgins forget to bring their oil or they just don't do it uh, because of the delay of the bridegroom. It, it, it shows they, they didn't bring enough. And if you have... If you've been part of the church for 25 years or more, and I say 25 specifically, uh, because you, you would recognize this more than those who are newer to the church or maybe were younger uh, at that time, because some things in the last years have changed quite a bit. It used to be people and preachers talk so much about the return of Christ uh, that uh, everyone got tired of it, and for many they, lo they, they thought it lost its meaning. My friends, the Word of God will never lose its meaning. It doesn't matter what's in style, what's in vogue, what's cool or what's not cool. The Word of God stands forever settled in heaven. And so for many people, they thought it lost, they thought it doesn't, it's not relevant anymore to us. They overlooked getting ready. Yet the truth is still the truth. If we like it or not, you can believe all you want that sugar is the new superfood. And if you think sugar is a superfood, and, and I like sugar, friends, I like it. But if I thought it was a superfood, the doctor and me would be going head to head, right? They'd probably say, hey, this is not working for you, Mike. You need to make some changes here if you think this is a superfood. It's super something. Like the foolish girls, so, so many have ignored this biblical teaching of Jesus and they decided to live however they wanted to, uh, to their demise. And it was, it was the delay that really kept people from staying ready. Because of this delay happening, Jesus is telling us this 2,000 years ago, and we've seen it even in our lifetime where for many people it's like, yeah, everybody's been saying that for 50 years or 25 years. Yeah. And we will continue saying it, and when, then it ha when it happens, we'll know. It was that delay that caused some challenges for people. I dare to say that, uh, that all of us here have been affected by delays in our lives, wouldn't you say? We all have in different ways, and it may be for you that uh, you, you just couldn't handle the weight any longer. 
And, may, and so maybe you were like, uh, you became like Abraham. And Abraham, he, he kind of messed up. It, it, maybe the, you, you did like he did, and he took matters into his own hands. And maybe you took matters into your own hands. But God promised him a child. But he and his wife decided, hey, way, we are way too old. There is no way we're going to have a kid at this point. So finally they decided that Hagar was going to be the surrogate. And so they made that decision, and Abraham was going to help God. And it's, it's almost laughable, but it definitely is not funny, is it? And with that, they, they call, it caused problems for centuries, not just in their time, but too many times we mess up because it seems like our Lord is delaying too long. God, I want it now. God, I need this now. I have to have this now. I want it now. They need it now. You know, that's, that's kind of what the mentality is that we get, get in life at times, and we have to be willing to let God work in His timing and in His fashion. So when God delays, some of us don't try to take things into our own hands, but we just decide, God, it's too long. It's too long. I don't want to stay in this kind of battle. And so when that happens, they, they simply leave. They have, uh, they have these unmet expectations. It's like they're saying, God, you, you said you would send your son back, and I haven't seen him yet. I don't know if you are even reliable. And, and I'm sure that there are plenty of people that have said that over the years, right? Uh, and yet, and the reality is, is he is very reliable. And I think maybe that's the reason why Jesus said, you don't know the day, you don't know the hour. <laughs> and he said, only the Father knows that, and you don't get that information. Why? He's challenging us. He, wa he wants us to stay uh, watchful. He wants us to stay ready. He needs us to be strong. He doesn't want us just to simply know and say, well, hey, we, we know the midterm's coming up. Uh, we, we know that final test is coming up. Uh, and so we'll just wait till the last minute before we study for it, right? Uh, th then you go to walk across the street and you sprain your ankle, and you have to go to the doctor, and then you can't, then you can't go in for the midterm, right? Uh, 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 you can't study for the midterm, and then, so then you're left. We don't want to be stuck in those positions. When Jesus was teaching as he was, part of what he said was, keep watch, because you do not know what day your Lord will come. There are some things that we just don't know, and we need to be like the five wise girls and be prepared and live in faith because we need to trust him. The Lord is the one who's going to take care of us, and we need to look to him in faith. The oil uh, here in this situation can't easily be applied to good works or the Holy Spirit, but, there, but uh, it's an element uh, in the story that, sh that shows that the foolish uh, virgins were unprepared for the delay, and so they were shut out in the end. And we don't want to be shut out. In a real sense, it's the bridegroom's delay that diminishes, or just, I should say distinguishes between the wise and the unwise. It's really that delay that really causes it to stand out in this situation. This means I have to ask this question, are you ready today if Christ returns? This is, this is important, but, but there's another important question with that as well. Will, will you stay ready if he delays? 
seen a lot of people over the years that have not stayed ready because he delayed. Many of you remember the year 2000. Not everybody, but many of you remember. If you were an adult at that time, you had the Y2K thing and all those kind of things. And I think what that kind of did for people, I think it, it lulled them to sleep even more, more than they had ever been. They had heard the coming of the Lord, then people are talking about Y2K. Oh, Jesus is going to come on 2000. You know, they, they would say all kinds of things. What Y2K did for me is my Quicken books, you know, my, my financial books that I had, it messed up the date on it. That's the only thing that Y2K did for me. Uh, and so then, then I had to go back later on and buy a, another Quicken account or a, a program. That, that was it. But the fact is, I think those little things like that uh, caused people to say, well, yeah, well, I don't know about this. We need to be ready. We need to be ready at every step and every turn in our lives as we follow our Lord. We need to be ready. And we have to make sure that we're not going to be pulled back by any other thing. We need to be able to keep our extra supply of oil near us so that we can be about doing the Father's business. The last thing you need to do is to focus so much on the problems that surround us and we can become blinded by them too easy. Uh, it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be aware of them. I'm not saying that, but we shouldn't be blinded by them and then end up missing out on doing the will of the Father because that's what we've been called to do as His church. We're His people. Uh, we're a church go, uh, going and we've got to stay ready by serving our Lord or we will only... We will only want to be served. It's got to be more than that. We need to stay alert and ready to serve, alert and ready for His coming. And, and this is really the second thing here, and that is stay alert. Stay alert. Keep your head up, right? Pay attention. Be aware. Ultimately, we need to, to stay alert for Jesus' arrival and His return. And, and being alert, you need to also be quick to notice any unusual or spiritually dangerous situation, don't be deceived. How are you going to even be able to do that? Know the Word of God. Let the Word of God speak into your life. Be aware. Stay close to the Lord in prayer. Don't let, others, uh, don't let uh, the shysters out there pull you in. Be, be quick to notice also opportunities to serve or to minister to others. We need to be quick to notice those things. And when the Lord opens doors up for us as individuals, as a body, I, I'm keeping my eyes open, my heart open to what God's, God wants to do. Because, look, we've had a couple things come up already this year. The Lord is opening up for us. And we need to continue to stay aware of what God is doing because he has a plan and he wants to work through us as individuals and he wants to work through us as a body as well. Amen? It doesn't matter what the time is in the world that we're in. It doesn't matter end time, first time, middle time, three-quarter time, but we are in the end times and have been since Jesus donned the door of the, of the world. Stay alert. If you knew for sure that you would meet the Lord face-to-face -face next Saturday. Maybe before men, the men's breakfast. Don't forget, man, we need to beat these ladies. They're trying. The competition is down. We're throwing down the gauntlet. You guys got to sign up. We got to be there together. 
we can't have those ladies having too many people and us guys not have enough. Now, we, we filled up Denny's on the end last time, but hey, let's, let's make it out there, okay? But, but on the other side of that, if you knew for sure that you would meet the Lord face to face this Saturday, how would you change how you live this week? What would you do differently? Actually, I would dare to say that we need to live similar to this now. Because I think that's what Jesus is saying. We need to be able to live for him even now like that. We need to be bent on being faithful now. Bent on sharing Christ with others. Bent on living a life that is pleasing to the Lord. Bent on the great commission and sharing Christ with people in this world. Jesus said... In John 15, verse 5, these words, he said, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. He's the vine. We're the branches. All, all of our life comes from him. The, that, we, that, that, that life-giving sap we, we, re, we receive from him. And then from there, we need to be able to bear much fruit. There, there may be times that a branch is dormant, right? There's times that a branch has become dormant, trees become dormant, everything becomes dormant in the wintertime. But the interesting thing about the wintertime, the wintertime is just a time and it's a short time. It's not that long. Hallelujah. <laughs> the first day of spring. But on the spiritual side, it's the same thing. We go through those times that are winter, and that, that's just the way it's going to be. Then spring comes when it starts to green up. And then comes summer when it starts to really produce fruit, start putting the fruit out. And then comes harvest when the fruit is picked. See, as a disciple yourself, you as a disciple or a follower of Jesus... Uh, uh, with that in mind, you have different stages of growth that you will go through in these seasons every year. Now think about that for just a minute. Sometimes we think we go through the seasons of life and we, we talk about, you know, a childhood and being a teenager in the 20s, middle age and seniors and all that. But it's as a follower of Jesus, it's a lot more than that. Because just like as our, our, our world runs through those four seasons and, 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 uh, and the time of year, it's going to happen every year. You're going to have seasons every year. And because you have seasons every year, you may be dormant for a little bit. And it may be a time that the Lord will let you kind of repair and, and recuperate and those kind of things. But then the spring is coming and he's going to, and probably in the, in the winter time is when he throws out the fertilizer. I know that's the way it was for us on the farm. If we wanted some good, if we wanted some good hay ground, uh, some good grass, we would get out there before the spring and we would be spreading fertilizer over everything so it can grow and so that when the rains come, that stuff is ready and starts greening up. And there's some times in our lives when we, when we feel like all that's thrown on us is fertilizer. But then the rains come. The rains come. And then it starts greening up and we start greening up. God is working in our lives and we need to make sure that we don't, don't just stay in one place. That every year God's going to take us through those cycles and we need to continue growing because he has a work for us to do. Don't let your growth be centered 
Don't, don't let it happen. Stay alert and stay, stay alert and, uh, and includes being uh, ready, preparing yourself and others around you that you influence. Now, here's the third part of this, and this is the hardest. This is the last one. You can't always help the foolish. That's the tough one. You can't always help the foolish, but... You can lead yourself first. Lead yourself first. Lead yourself well. Allow the word of God to speak in your life and lead yourself well. And then after you do that, do your best to be able to help the foolish or the unwise. Do your best to be able to help them and to assist them. In verses 6 to 9, we find that the the foresight and the preparedness of the wise virgins cannot begin or cannot benefit the foolish virgins when, they, when the end time crisis dawns in verses 8 and 9 there. Preparedness can neither be transferred, transferred nor shared. See, the wise girls couldn't really help the foolish people at, at this point. It was too late for them. They needed to get ready for themselves. See, sometimes people depend so much on others that they don't take personal responsibility for themselves. But for as, follow, as followers of Jesus, we have to understand that we have to be responsible for ourselves. Yes, we need to allow the Lord to work in our life. And when he tells us, go this direction, we need to go. We need to allow him to work in us. Yet we will all stand before the Lord and Jesus, he said it here in uh, Matthew 24, verse 13. He says, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. May you not only stand till the end. May you not only stand till the end, but may you occupy till the end. May, may, may you live out of fullness, allowing the Lord to work through you in your life. Uh, and allow him to work in you and change you and transform you. And may you take the opportunities and use the gifts that he gives you and use them for God's glory. May you bear fruit even in a season of turmoil. Turmoil's here. We've been through turmoil in the past few years. There's just no question about it. It still has effects, and that's fine. That's good. Because we know that Jesus is available to work in our lives even today. And that may seem like kind of a hard way to say that, but the reality is, is we can trust in the Lord. This, that's where the rubber meets the road. If, if, when we walk through a difficult times, we can recognize that the Lord will help us. And He will walk through us. does not mean it will always be easy, but He will not let us go by ourselves. He is going to be with us. Don't let the delay of the Lord's return cause you to overlook getting ready for His return. Stay alert. Don't be deceived by those who would pull you away from your faith at such a time as this. You may not be able to help everybody, but make sure that you lead yourself and do your best to guide others towards Jesus Christ. Stay ready. Use what you have for Christ. Use what you have for Jesus. And as Mordecai said to Esther, Mordecai said this very famous statement over in the book of Esther. 
in chapter 4, verse 14. You probably know it and can quote it. And, but, but he says, and who knows, but that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Who knows? God may be doing something and brought you into a position or a situation uh, and for such a time as this. You, not just Esther, you. God wants to work through your life. God wants to work through you. He has a plan to work through you. He has a plan to work through this body. What do we do in times like this? We stay prepared, we stay strong, and we keep watching. We don't give up. We don't allow other things to pull us off to the side. But we stay prepared, we keep watching, and we allow God to work through our lives. And the things, the gifts, and the abilities, and and the provisions that He provides for us, that, that we can use for His glory, that His name will be great among the nations. The gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in the whole world, and then shall the end come. We have a responsibility. We have a great honor and a great blessing to be able to continue to take this gospel and this hope, this hope that you and I have. We have a wonderful hope in Christ. Some say, I don't know, look at the world. Yeah, so I know. Yeah, the world can be tough. It can be difficult, but God is faithful. He's bigger than the world. He's bigger than any enemy out there. He's bigger than any destroyer that exists. He's the one that gives us hope. This morning, we're going to sing this last song. If you'd like prayer, please come. We're going to have our prayer teams here. If you don't want to pray with us, that's okay. The altars are always open. Please feel free to pray. But I want to pray for you this morning. Father, I pray that you would help each and every one of us here in this place. And Father, those that are watching us online and joining us that way, Father, that if they haven't started that walk up yet, that if they haven't prepared themselves, if they haven't got ready, number one, by accepting you as Lord, that, that you would open their hearts to receive what you have done for them, which is to give your life on the cross so they might have life. So they might be forgiven they brought and brought into the kingdom of God. Father, first and foremost, may we Start by accepting, Jesus, what you've done. But then also, Lord, that we would accept the fact that you have a plan for each and every one of us. Even in a world, world with turmoil, a world with pain, we know, Father, that you still care, you still love us, and you want to start something new in us. Father, I pray this morning that you would do your work in us. We yield our hearts to you this morning. In Jesus' name, amen.